0: Welcome to Shades Midweek, a podcast where we talk about theology, culture, and all things Shades. My name is John Mark DeRoe. We are in Four Stream Studios recording this podcast right now on a Tuesday afternoon, and I'm here with my good friends Jonathan Hafes and Brad Brown. What's going on, guys?
1: I'm actually a little bit sad today, gentlemen. I'm not going to lie. Why would that be? Well, last time, you know, we did our first edition of Shades Midweek Sports Break, And I got got to talk about my Atlanta Braves and let's just say, I don't want to talk about it today. Yeah. So, but that's okay. I'm actually, you know what? Uh, 2020 is really helpful for giving you proper perspective on what needs priorities in life. (laughs) So I actually have gotten over it pretty quickly, but yeah, they did lose game seven. So Dodgers are going to the world series to play the Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine.
0: If I may add several episodes ago, when I asked you, are the Braves going to make it to the World Series? And you did say no. Wow. I did. So
1: I did. It's not our prophetic year. Prophetic
0: voice. It's maybe. not
2: our year. I mean, we actually did better than I, I don't think
0: we would. it's been Atlanta's. Yeah. What decade? has Atlanta
2: done? <laughs> what has Atlanta done to offend God? They
0: they lost the Super Bowl to the Patriots. Georgia cannot beat Alabama for nope. whatever reason. It they is. had a lead. They right? cannot big, beat them big no matter what game it is. Uh, The Atlanta Braves. Uh, The Hawks just exist. The the Hawks. They're
2: a thing. They're a thing.
1: Yeah. Atlanta United, the new soccer team, has done well, I think. Oh,
2: you know. (laughs) See, I haven't heard (laughs) of that. You know. Did you you just go Canadian
1: (laughs) on us? Does anybody in Georgia get excited (laughs) about soccer? Anybody?
2: Uh, Oh, man. Anyway. I
0: think we have some announcements, though. We do. That we need to make before we get started.
2: Yeah, yeah. The first is that this Sunday is a picnic at the park Sunday. Yay. So what is that? For all of you that don't know, Picnic in the Park is a event where after the Sunday service we walk across the street to Patriot Park and you can bring your lunch from home. Or you can go grab takeout. A lot of people grabbed takeout last time.
0: I'd highly recommend that.
2: That's See, I put that in the announcement because if I just said bring food from home, half the congregation is like, heck no. I'm not doing that. I'm not waking up and cooking a meal on Sunday morning. Yeah. Yeah. So you can get takeout. We uh, Last time we did it, everyone hung out at the park. There was tons of space. We could spread out. It was a lot of fun. So that's this Sunday, unless you're listening to the podcast. Uh, what's this Sunday? October twenty fifth. October twenty fifth. Yeah. Thank you, Jim, for that. All right. I and think Jonathan has an announcement too. Yeah,
1: but I do want to tell the people out there who want to pack a sandwich. That's fine. You will not be looked down upon. My no, family no, no. packs yeah, yeah, sandwiches. Yeah. It's fine.
2: no, for sure. Not I su- all. I support it. <laughs> More power to you.
1: Uh, The other announcement, we'll give more details next week, but something we're excited about to provide more opportunities for everybody to hang out outside, safely social distance, all of that kind of thing. We're about to do a series of movie nights in some backyards in different areas of the city. So there's going to be four nights, uh, Friday and Saturday evenings, October 30th, October 31st, and then the first weekend of November, November 6th and November 7th. Next week we'll give you all the details about what movies are showing at what houses. We've tried to make them all Uh, appropriate for all ages Um, so some are a little bit more geared towards kids and some are a little bit more kind of like all generic ages but really anybody's welcome at anyone Um, so yeah we'll give you the details next week but we're excited about that just more opportunities for people to connect in the midst of this uh this season awesome well today we do actually have a very special guest in four stream studio one that i'm personally i don't know how you guys feel But I'm really, really excited because today we have the one and only Amy Ross.
3: Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. you. We need a clap. We need a (laughs) clap.
2: Come on, John Mark. That's on you. That's on you. How
3: are you, Amy? I am pretty good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty good. You don't want me to go into that on a podcast, but I'm pretty good. I'm standing and yeah
1: yeah amidst uh, amidst this crazy season what what have y'all done have y'all had any unique uh things you've done during the pandemic to try and stay sane or stay connected with yeah. other people or
3: well we um i think we sort of at the beginning were like okay we freaked out like everybody else but then we were like we need we've got you know, teenagers and young adults. We want to make sure we're we're weighing out physical and mental health because we don't want to have. You know, I'm just not ho- holing up in my house all the time. Sure, like we're sure. very yeah. careful, but we also have people that we see a lot, um, and we just eat outside and you know and do that in my in our backyard, which is cute.
1: Holly and I actually got to go over and have dinner with them not that long ago, and. There's been some updates to the backyard. And yeah, that's, f-
3: that's the other thing we did during it, COVID. It's a phenomenal hangout space. So Especially in the dark when you can't see the
2: parts that need to be fixed.
3: <laughs> in the dark with the sparkly lights, you're like, this is so lovely. I'm like, yeah, don't look down there.
2: <laughs> y- y'all are like doing this all yourselves, right? Yeah. I mean and so much respect. Well, thanks. D- don't look like very closely. I get nervous if I have to hang a picture. So seeing what y'all are doing just blows my mind.
3: Well, in both – like, I grew up watching my parents redo houses, and so I have a lot of, like, audience knowledge, you know, like from watching things being done. So I am not afraid of some things, and, and I also know what we don't need to do. And those are the things that aren't done yet in my house, like replace the popcorn ceiling. Not going to happen. So, oh. um, yeah, so we, we've got to hire out to do some stuff. But the backyard's been fun because we just um, – Kenyon added on, and we helped – But we added on a big porch that's like an open area, and we have three chair hammocks. And, you know, so we did that kind of stuff during COVID, which was nice. It's
1: awesome. Outdoor
2: fireplace. Yeah. It's pretty Mm. awesome. Yeah. Lovely. Well, we have Amy on today. There's so many things that we could talk with you about. There's so many things
1: we're going to talk with you about. So many things, (laughs) yeah.
2: I mean, we're definitely going to have you back on. But today, to give us some direction, this is a Meet a Member episode, which we are very excited about. Now, Amy has told us that she has not heard any other Meet a Member episodes, which I'm shocked, as a, mem- as, as a part of this podcast, you haven't heard all of them. Don't Amy. start just crying. Just shocked. Don't cry. Um, but G- that the, being given said... Given the, the wide listenership. That yeah. being said, she doesn't know what questions are coming at her.
3: Yeah, and I, d- I, I thought about listening this week, and then I was like, "Nah, I'm just going to go in there and be like... <laughs> Whatever. Let's see what happens.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd be surprised how common that statement right
1: there is. (laughs) I thought about listening (laughs) to Shades Midweek.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So without further delay, let's dive right in. You ready? Yeah, I think maybe. Okay. So we'll start out with just a softball. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know if this is a softball or not. But why don't you just tell us a little bit about how you grew up and how you came to the faith.
3: I grew up, oh, I was born in Birmingham um, oh, okay. and um, have a younger sister and a younger brother. And we moved nine times growing up. I moved nine times. So oh, wow. I lived in Alabama, Georgia, New Hampshire, and my dad would get promotions and change jobs. He was a pharmaceutical rep. And so he grew up um, very poor and like had an outhouse till he was 12, picked cotton to buy shoes. So he was very much into making it like it it was a big deal to him to be successful and um so I grew up moving all over the place it was for me very hard um because I need connection but I am introverted and so and I'm very friendly and I love people but I'm also not like that's not my favorite like a whole room (laughs) full of 400 new people makes me want to cry and curl up in the corner so So it was very stressful, but I think being as introverted as I am, and I think I'm way more introverted than people know, um, it helped me develop skills to sort of manage that. So that was a benefit, um, but it was not, that was not easy. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I, I can speak New Hampshire and pretty well if I try. <laughs> so um but yeah it was good. And you know, I mean I, I have a I have a very I love my mama and I loved my dad passed away. Um he was he had a brain tumor when I was in fifth grade. So he had some mental issues that caused great difficulty for my family. Um passed away about five years ago after getting dementia because he had lesions in his brain from radiation. Mm. And he became violent, like he was going to be put in the state hospital for the criminally insane. Wow. To tell, yeah. So me and all the people in the law enforcement agreed that he was not a safe guy. Um, and so there's there's a lot more to it, but that's the basics. That's like, yeah, yeah the so bottom line basic story.
2: Yeah, yeah. Did you grow up going to church
3: I did, and okay. I, I walked the aisle in my Baptist church <laughs> when I was eight, because my best friend did, yes, and I did. really I really also felt like God was after me all my life, but by the time I was about 14, I was so pissed off at my parent, at, really at my dad, that I was kind of like, y'all can kiss it, I'm going to go do whatever I want to, because I kind of, he was kind of blaming me for doing stuff. And I was like this really good kid. Like I didn't really do anything. Mm. And I was like, you going to blame me for it. Then I'm going to give you something to blame me for, you know? So, (laughs) so I went, I was very rebellious, which hurt mainly me. You Mm. know, I would not recommend that path. It is not a good one. Um, was very not, I mean, no compare. I have friends who I was never as wild as a lot of my close friends, how they were in high school. Like You know, I was not selling weed out of my trunk or something, but I was definitely. Now
2: you're you're trying to backpedal. We we did not. We did not assume that, Amy.
0: Just to be clear, we did not assume that. Oh, I I did. did. I mean, we know. I I was, and I'm gonna tell you why. We know you're an artist, but yeah,
3: but I mean, I think the reason that I didn't go farther is because I love my mom so much, and and Jesus would tell her where I was all the time. So, like, if I skipped school, my mom would pull up, and I was like, "Dang it!" (laughs) Like how. Yeah, I mean, it was so scary. She's so sweet, but she was terrifying. And so, so I think she saved me from a lot of decisions that I would have made that would have caused more damage. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. But but when I was eighteen, I went. Well, I actually, I was seventeen. I went to Sanford. I was like the youngest person in my grade. So I got. I went to Sanford, and within like three weeks, I'd actually truly like given up. Like I felt like God was chasing me wow. my whole life, and then He just like. Stepped on my tail, like gotcha, you know. And so, <laughs> now wait, so, did you
2: choose Samford in the midst of your rebellion? Because you know, I'm sure you people why. party at Samford, but I don't know. if Samford's known as a party school. It's not, but if you close your door, <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, I I wanted to go to Ole Miss, and so my cousin and I, or just somewhere, I wanted to get yeah. away from my family, like I want, you know, like a lot of kids do. So, but my grades were not good because I'd moved so much and I'd been so wild. And, like, I was in the gifted program as a kid and then was like, no. Like, they were like, you need to be in. I was like, no. I was so miserable that I was just, like, school was not, and I was I didn't care. So, mm-hmm. I had, like, a 2.5 or something terrible. You know, it was not good. Okay. And I, and I had the capacity to not, to have a good GPA. Yeah. So, that pissed everyone off, too, which kind of worked for me and where I was at that point. <laughs> so... <laughs> So I ended up, I think, getting into Sanford because my dad wrote a letter, and he was like, "This is really my fault," which was one of the best things probably my dad ever did. Like I drug her all over the country, you know. This was really hard on her, and and I also, you know, my test scores were great, like ACT and all. all that was fine, but I was just my grades were terrible, and so, mm. so we kind of landed at Sanford. I went with my cousin; she was my roommate, and um, would you major in? Um, human relations and fine arts And I was like I took 21 hours all the time My mom was working because I was in school So I would take all these hours Because I'm like She has to work because I'm here So I am going to get out as fast I got out in three and a half years wow. But wow. if I had stayed one more semester I would have had a double major So I was all, I, pretty much I mean I was like two classes away from a double major And and really those two things Are the things that I'm most interested in Is is human interaction And 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 just larger questions about humanity and art. Um, and so, Mm -hmm. but yeah, but about probably within a month of being at Stanford, my RA had been praying for me all summer. She didn't even know who I was, you know? And I went to her, I mean, and I was like, okay, I'm ready. And she was like, ready for what? And I'm like, tell me how to become a Christian. You know, like Mm -hmm. I want to do, I want to officially do this because I want, I'm making, I'm changing, you know, like this, I am giving up because he is chasing me. Everywhere and trying to get me and I'm just done like I can't run anymore <laughs> so um, so that happened and that was really interesting because right after that I, I remember opening my Bible and being like oh my gosh like I could understand it in a way that I had mm. never understood it before and was fascinated because it's really old you know and it's really <laughs> cool and weird and I like my favorites the Old Testament and all the prophets and all the crazy vid- I mean that's all my favorite <laughs> stuff so <laughs> So I, you know, but that's that's how I came to faith and how I grew up, you know, and and so, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: You ended up going to grad school. Yeah. Um, what, what you, uh, what was your focus there?
3: Anthropology, specifically archaeology. But like, I have kids, and I can't fly all over the world and <laughs> dig all day in dirt. Like, I don't have time. And so I'm really – I think my focus was mainly like a community anthropologist would be more like actually what I did. I worked with the Choctaw in South Alabama, and I really wanted to uh, answer – I didn't want my thesis to just be another huge book full of useless information about dead people's stuff. (laughs) And so (laughs) – just saying. So I was like, because in anthropology, a lot of them are that. And, and it's not that those things don't add to the overall pile of knowledge, because I think they can be very valuable in kind of helping people understand how people were interacting and all this stuff. But I really wanted to know what they wanted. And so, you know, they, they want to be recognized. You know, they, wanna, they want people to know they've been there. And so mm-hmm. my question focused on where were they when white settlers first, or white, you know, explorers first came And then where are they now? And they're in the same exact place. Like I was able to use satellite imagery and and show where their villages and towns had been, use township and range data that a friend of mine um, that had worked with them for years and years had gotten together and written a whole book about, and then use the satellite imagery to kind of lay maps over each other and say, okay, this village was obviously here because you can see the disturbance in the landscape, but then now they're two miles down you know, wow. so it was, it was fun. It was very, I loved it. And I love those people. Yes. They're wonderful people. Yeah. And the only thing separating them from like the Mississippi Choctaw is a state line. So. Right.
0: Yeah. It was fun. That's, That's awesome.
1: pretty
3: wild. Yeah.
0: So when did you meet your husband, Kenyon?
3: I met Kenyon on a blind date.
1: I really, really want to know what this first impression okay. was <laughs> like.
3: I thought he was hot. <laughs> But but we also we met on a blind date but um we were on not with each other. Okay? So he had his cousin came to town and Is he'd this been Samford? Yeah. Okay. He had um he had been going out with this girl that that was down the hall from me. And so she was like, "Hey, you want to go on a blind date?" So we go on this blind date. It was miserable. <laughs> because his cousin was, like, digging through the glove compartment of my Honda Civic looking for how much horsepower my car had. I was like, for real, man, like, this is not worth free food. Like, I don't even know why I'm here. But it was terrible. But then we, we both ended up going on, like, a summer mission project and got to be really good friends. And every Friday we would go to this old folks' home and hang out with them and, like, sing to them and do all, you know, just, Just play cards or whatever And and so we got to be really good friends And then I was like oh I'm in love with him (laughs) And so I told him I was like we can't be friends anymore Like I can't be your friend anymore So it's either gotta take a step up Or I'm out Like I can't you know I'm just not gonna I'm not good at flirting So I'm not gonna beat around the bush And wait and wait Which I wish I had kind of You know but like (laughs) I was 19 or 18 or something So I was like here's the deal Here's how it's and if he was like I am not doing that I was like okay I mean I was devastated I was devastated <laughs> but I like three days later I like put on this really tight skirt and <laughs> <laughs> got all dolled up and I went down to where all the everybody eats lunch and I was like hey there and he's like hello <laughs> and so um he's what, what you're missing so. <laughs> So we ended up like, I mean, probably two months later we were engaged. You know, what? So we were engaged for like fourteen months. Okay, oh, and we wow, were not. Okay. It was like it was like we knew we wanted to marry each other. He asked me to marry him like the next September, but we already knew. This, I mean, at oh, that wow. point we it's, knew. It's
1: because
2: of that skirt. Now is this the beginning? Of of, is this the beginning of Sanford or the end of Sanford?
3: That's the first year I was there. Oh, I wow. met him. Wow. I know, and I would like to say something. (laughs) I tell my children all the time, like, please don't marry until you're, like, 25. Just, like, so so you can uh, scan for issues. So how
0: old old were you both when you got married? I was
3: 20, and he was 22. Okay, yeah.
0: And both
2: in college.
3: Both in college. But I, yeah, and we were living at married student housing, met some friends that we still have there. It was fun, you know, but it was crazy. I would never recommend this path, (laughs) like, as far as just the speed of it. Yeah. But also, you can't help when you fall in love with somebody. You just got to go, you know. So, like, you got to follow your heart. And and if everyone around you is like, this is good, then, you know, that's pretty good. Can I
1: just say this is not at all how i pictured this story
3: oh i bet it's not
1: i pictured kenyan begging and pleading and yeah this is about as opposite as i, I yeah. was anticipating
3: yeah <laughs> yeah so that's not i mean it's not the care it's not the flavor of our relationship but at the same time like i i love this story
2: oh
1: yeah no it's yeah, awesome yeah, yeah, yeah. it's pretty it's funny. awesome to get to hear yeah, yeah. So when uh, you'll have three kiddos? Yep. So how far into marriage you started having it? You got married young, so yeah. How, uh, how old were you when uh, Jack came along? Twenty four. Twenty four.
3: Yep. And then three years later, Katie, and then four years later, Izzy, and um, we were so excited, like so excited. I mean, no, there. I didn't always like we knew we wanted at least I at first thought I wanted six kids. Okay. But then I didn't sleep forever. So I was like, forget that number. That's nuts. I'm not doing that. And I didn't do great pregnant. Like, um, I did not, it was rough. Like I was nauseated. Like, you know, it wasn't like, Oh, this is so fun. Like no romantic views of pregnancy and marriage are not the best. No, I mean, I I don't know, but I was, I didn't feel glowing. Um, (laughs) But I, yeah, I was I I was very excited about all my kids, so, yeah.
1: So, at what point did you and Kenyon end up at, uh, at Shades?
3: We have been at Shades since before Jackson was born, since oh before wow. I was pregnant with Jack. So, we've been here for like 25 years. Yes. Wow. I think we win. That's awesome. I'm news. just kidding. There's some people that have been here longer, but there's a group of us that have been here a very, very long time.
2: Yeah. I mean, basically from the beginning. Mm-hmm.
1: How'd you all like end up here? How'd you hear about it?
3: I was working at a design place that like helped people design, you know, like buy carpet and flooring and all this kind of stuff for their house. And a couple came in and we just totally hit it off. And they were like, they were like, "Where do you go to church?" And I was like, "Well, we're not real happy, even though we we were going, I think, to Browerwood maybe at the time." And I loved Frank Barker; he's great. Um, But I did not like the Social aspect of it. It was just not my group, you know. They're very nice people, but I was like, I'm not wearing a dress. Like, this is making me real uncomfortable. So, why do I have to? If I wear pants, why do they have to be like silk pants? You know? Can I just? I mean, this is weird. So, so I meet these people at work, and um, and they're like, y'all should come with us. So we came with them, and I was like, oh god, please, can we stay here? You know, like I can't go back to the silk pants. I have, I can't do it. So it was very. It was it was a switch though for Kenyon because he had grown up his dad was a pastor he felt like you had to dress up on Sunday like this he just had this right. kind of old school list of stuff that he had to become more comfortable with so um, but we both loved it where you know.
0: where was Shades meeting at the time when you guys started going there it was in a some kind of gym over in Homewood okay
3: Casey's probably gym.
1: Oh, it was in a gym gym like that.
3: Well, it was like a, or it had been like a workout place. And then we got it. I think we were renting. It was just us. Like we had the space, but, um, someplace over right off 31 down near like the pig and all that over there. Huh.
1: I don't think I've heard about that location. I've heard about old shades Valley high school. Yeah. That was
3: the second place we went. So it was right. I think it was right before that. Okay. Yeah. And then the warehouse. Yeah.
1: And then I think it was here. Those. Well,
3: there was. We also went to some church in between before okay. we moved in. I think maybe we had the building, but they were we were fixing it or something.
1: At some point, I'm gonna get somebody to map
3: this.
0: Yeah, yeah. We like need a m- timeline. Yeah. Kenyon
3: would yeah. be better. Kenyon would be better at remembering this than me because he's good at that. But I, I, yeah.
2: So, Amy, mm. why would you be at a church for 25 years? <laughs> That sounds, That's a great question. That sounds terrible. Why would you do well, that? Well, there
3: have been moments where it has been terrible. <laughs> um, but why don't you tell us a little bit? I'm going to tell you why it's important. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think that um, the, main, the main thing for me is that when you become part of what creates a group of people and you're part of the mess and part of the health, it's important to see it through because that is really what relationships are about. You don't bail when they suck, okay? Mm. You can bleep that if you want. (laughs) Um, But it's not... But I mean like the whole of Christianity. I mean if you look across the board, you you can go to a lot of churches and everybody's trying to act like everything's fine and I'm like you've kind of missed the point. Like I think Jesus came cuz we all suck. <laughs> so if you're So if you're all in a group and things are really bad whether it's your fault, somebody else's fault, you know, nobody's fault, it's just where it is, whatever. It's if you stay and see it through, then you actually become a part of what creates something amazing that only God's doing because you can't, you, people are a wreck, you know, mm. like you <laughs> scratch the surface and all kinds of bad, you know, fear, paranoia, anger, yucky, you know, jealousy, resentment, all this kind of stuff comes out. So, yeah. but if you see it through, then not only are you walking through your your own life and kind of, I think, working out your salvation in a real way, but you're also helping other people do that. And so even when it's been hard, it's like, I knew God, we knew God was telling us to stay here, you know? Mm -hmm. And so now I feel like we're part of the, I mean, I'm 48, so I'm not like the grandma yet, but almost, (laughs) you know, and it matters to me. Like I, it, like I helped create this culture. You know, I was here, I'm here a long time. Like it matters to me that things are good. And if, Mm -hmm. and if things aren't, then I'm, I'm also, I have a voice, you know? And, and I think if you, if you are not somewhere very long, you never ever get that. You never ever have. And I don't care about having a voice. I'm not saying like I want power because I really don't like it. I will. Do, <laughs> I'll do it if I have to, but I really it's not my favorite. <laughs> but I, I, am saying like you don't have the what you can have if mm. you stay. Mm-hmm. And I don't think everyone's supposed to stay. I'm not saying no one should leave or anything like that. I just think yeah. for us, this is what we were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So wow, that's
2: dear. powerful. Good. Is it is. Bad. No, it is. It's <laughs> <That's laughs> awesome.
1: It also <laughs> contains, I think, one of my new favorite summaries of the gospel. <laughs> Jesus came because we suck.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you want to boil the Bible down to, like, one sentence, that's probably <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh. Amy Ross approved. That's awesome. <laughs> that's
2: so good. So, uh, you know, over the years, there have been so many things that have changed its Shades. Yeah. Being here this whole time, what are some... Some themes, some characteristics that you've seen that the Lord has just kind of uh, kept as a part of this community or a part of this culture. I think,
3: well, and I think this would apply to like most people here. Uh, Maybe not everyone because of just their own story or whatever, but I think most people are pretty authentic and they're not playing. Mm. Like they're not, you (laughs) know, if they're having a bad day, they don't mind telling you and you don't mind hearing it yeah um and it's not like a show um i don't mm-hmm. feel like it's um and and i think people too speak their mind which is very very important because that's part of the we're trying to all whether we're a member or a leader of the community we're helping trying to serve the body mm-hmm. you know and actually be aware of what needs to happen and who needs what and and who's hurting and whatever and um so I don't know if that answers your question. But. Yeah, I would that's
1: like so to take good. this opportunity to remind our listeners that Amy has not listened to any of the previous <laughs> podcasts. Yeah, so yeah. if I'm messing this, this up, is, it's this all on me. No, no, no you're no? like last week. Uh, our episode we talked about messy authenticity. Oh, and that's And you're funny. you're basically just saying it all in a much better, uh, more, uh, more, more, much more concise, awesome
2: yeah, <laughs> clear. <laughs>
1: But I'm like, I'm like, I promise we didn't like tell her to no, say I this. I haven't listened to anything.
2: <laughs> I haven't listened to anything. There's so. not that much forethought that goes into this, <laughs> I, I can assure mm-hmm. you. I think they know that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I think it's that time.
0: All right. Short break. <laughs> Jonathan, do you want to, you always introduce this part.
1: Everybody. <laughs> here comes the completely unique thing that we do that we stole from other podcasts. It's
2: time for Speed Round. A speed b- b- round. A b- 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 speed round. Amy, do you know what a speed round is? Nope. Oh, this is so also good. Also known
0: as lightning round. Okay. Yeah. But. It has many names. I just have some questions for you, and really the idea is to just try to answer them as quickly as possible, whatever comes to mind. Okay. Um, some of them, so we've gotten, we've really refined this process, I feel like. So when we first started out, there were like a lot of questions that I felt like were hard to answer right off the top of your oh, head. Yeah, but totally. So we still try to do that, but hey. If you need a minute to think about it, think about it. Okay. It's okay. It's just. Done. You can edit me to make but me
1: shorter. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could. I definitely could. I just want to say this is going to be fun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. How do you like your eggs? Egg whites. Awesome. I think that's the first yeah, egg. That's the first, we first we've egg we've we've got. Got. Yeah. 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 We'll I ask that one a lot. Yeah. Okay. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok.
3: I hate social media, <laughs> but if I'm going to do anything, it's Instagram. Yeah,
0: yeah, okay. Anywhere in the world you could go, where would you go?
3: Stresa, Italy. That was very that was
1: quick so and fast.
0: very specific. What is that? Yeah, talk to a Y'all.
3: place. Am I allowed to talk? This is no, a speed yeah, go, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> it. We're, once you're given the
2: answer, there's space. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Oh, there's space. Feels okay. yeah, yeah, like yeah.
1: there's time that's gone into thinking about
3: this. Well, I yeah, Kenyon and I went on a trip to Europe. It's been forever. It's been like six years ago now or some I don't even know how long ago. Maybe 10. I don't know. Um, but we went to all these different places. And the last day we, we were there, we were flying into, into Milan to spend the night to leave the next morning to come home. And so we asked the stewardesses, we're like, we are so tired of big cities. Where should we go? And so on a napkin, they drew us a map. And they said, go here. It's amazing. And it is. and it is. It's been like a vacation spot since like, I looked this up after, okay. Since like <laughs> 900 A.D., Okay? Oh wow. Like Ernest Hemingway used to go here. Like there like oh, this wow. is a this is a bu- it's like I think it's the Maggiore Valley maybe. I may be getting this wrong, but it's like um, Lake Como I think and it's up you can see the Swiss Alps and you get to eat Italian food. Mm. And it's that like real amazing. It's wow. amazing. I, and the people are wonderful. Like even when they can't speak English they're like the nicest and they're trying to help you because you know, they're like you poor American wh- you can't what's speak What's the name Italian of this
1: place food. again? I just pulled up my bucket list.
3: Stresa. I'm
0: thinking when this pandemic is over, we just g- shades just goes to to that place. And there's these All gorgeous there's yes. these like gorgeous
3: Art Deco hotels like hanging over the the lake, and then there's this like citadel or something out in the middle or some like really mm. old castley thing we didn't get to go to it. But yeah,
0: oh, and the best food ever. That sounds amazing. I love it. Thank you, know, you for sharing. You know, that. there's
2: a couple that planned their dream trip to Italy at at Shades, and then COVID hit. Oh no! And they had oh, to cancel. Really? Everything that is a yes. true. Story. I didn't know
0: that. Yeah, yeah, super. Might bummer. want to plug
3: Streisand. Yeah, I don't Strace. know who it is, but.
0: Uh, what do you like more, movies or television shows?
3: I like television shows better.
0: Oh, what's your? Uh, what What are some of your favorite TV shows?
3: Well, if I'm like alone and working on something, I really love *Midsummer Murders*. I can't help it. I like the weird old lady British crime shows. <laughs> oh cool. Um, and but if I'm like really watching, like I love stranger things and oh yeah. um, what's the name of that other show? I can't remember right now. but I like weird weirder shows. Some I won't mention here. (laughs) And they're not like, they're not like bad. Like they're not, I'm not, I don't like shows with nudity and all that stuff. It makes me really uncomfortable, but I'm just talking, they're kind of like, you know, like I read a lot of Stephen King. So like, I don't, you know, so like, I like the, I like that kind of stuff just in it. For me, it feels, I like them because they feel epic, like the story of good and evil. Like Mm -hmm. I really, for me spiritually, that's very good. Mm -hmm. Um, it's like C.S. Lewis on steroids or something. Yeah, that's kind (laughs) of my what I like.
0: If you could travel back in time, where would you go? Anywhere, any period of time in history. Jeez. Yeah. See, these are the tough ones. The tough one. Let me think.
1: Well, especially considering like her field, like archaeology. I know. Um,
3: It's like. (laughs) I think I would go, to the day. I would go uh, before the fall. Okay. But I would want to be invisible so I wouldn't mess it up.
0: That's allowed. That's allowed. Okay.
3: I, I just want to go and, like, see it, but I don't want them to know because I would stain it and be the cause of all of the fall of humanity.
0: So
1: I have good news for you about how the book ends.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm glad. That's true. All right. Uh, what is your spirit animal? <laughs> That's so weird. I hate um, that question. <laughs> what animal
3: comes to mind? I have two. Okay. That people have told me they're like you're like a wolf. So I think I'm like a wolf. I and I think I'm that. like a wolf when things are going bad and somebody's got to take care of business. Okay? Mm-hmm. Because that has happened in my family and and I had to tell the pack what to do. And mm-hmm. so I am can be that way. But I think on my own without trauma and danger and whatever i'm an eagle i would think because i really like to sit up high and see everything from far away like i prefer like i'll fly down and say hey and then go back to my little nest my big nest or whatever but i yeah Mm, that's
2: a good answer okay
0: this question requires a just a brief preface amy is an artist so for those that don't know who is your least favorite artist of all time? Who's the wow. worst? Who is the worst <laughs> artist?
1: <laughs> <laughs> mm. Who's just the like you see their work
0: and you just I don't out. I don't want to know who you like. I want to Af- know who you like. After this, dislike. JM Jeez. has to
2: say the worst band of all time. That's
3: I don't even I don't even know.
2: Um. Or maybe someone's art that you. Like don't, don't get i could maybe about. give you
3: more of a type you see it
2: and yeah, you're okay. Like, in okay like that okay. they're
1: famous <laughs> really yeah
3: like i really hate sweet art i hate it a lot and i mean like sweet like sentimental? like precious art okay like jesus art okay and yeah. i and i don't mean that like i don't I don't I'm sure I would like the people that are making it. I really think I might cuz I think a lot yeah. of t- a lot of people make art and that's just what comes out cuz w- as an artist sometimes you c- you just you just make what you make. But I really don't like it because I don't view him like this little sweet. He's a and you can believe it if you want to. And he is not, you know, and he is not like this little scared meek little dude in a sh- in a shawl or something. You know, like I don't like it. It really makes me mad. Yeah. So, bleep mm. it if you want there, to. There, <laughs> there, there, there's actually
1: use of the word. There, <laughs> honestly. There, there's actually a painting that Amy did. Amy paints uh, very as often in in our services, and there was a painting she did one time. And I asked her afterwards, "What the? T- can you share the the, the
3: title?" The title is "Jesus is a bad <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's amazing. All right, two more. Fill in the blank. Justin Bieber is.
3: Sad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Justin. I'm, you're probably not going to hear this. I'm no, sure you're Justin's, nice, but like is—he's
2: a, regu- a regular list Listen, dedicated. Take it, a, take it could break, have been man. anybody.
0: I chose a random celebrity. That's who came to mind was okay. Justin Bieber. He was just on SNL this past Saturday. All right. Describe Kenyon in one word. Strong. Ooh, oh, mm. all right. Mm-hmm.
3: He's mm, not afraid lovely. to do what's right, even when it's hard. Mm. Mm-hmm.
2: Sweet respect. That's it, Amy. That's the speedrun. You survived. Oh, do you have survived? Do, do you have a favorite child? No,
0: <laughs> of course not. I'm just kidding. <laughs>
2: if you could only have two children, who would you be? <laughs> just go. It just it went dark. Real dark. dark. <laughs> real
0: dark. Uh, oh, that's awesome. All right, that, that was, was great. great. Yeah. Um, great well, speed round. tell us a little bit uh, about your work as an artist. Yes, I want to hear about this.
3: Okay, I, I've been thinking a lot about this lately because I don't have, like, for, I mean, most of y'all probably, I don't know who's listening to this, but I, don't, I like to do everything. I like to try everything. My least favorite is actually painting because I can't control it. And, like, and I, I was thinking about, this week I was thinking about, like, being a little kid and how I was as a child. Um, and, and I think I'm, I'm really, like, I have a lot going on in my brain all the time. I'm an Enneagram 5 for anyone out there who knows what that is. But I'm not a butthole. <laughs> Thank you very much. At least most of the time, I have witnesses who could tell you I'm not. But um, I think art for me is like, I have to do it. And I, with having kids and everything, there's been a long time here where I'm not doing it. And it's something that I really need to be doing. And so... But all, all of my art is really like a, I, I'm almost more interested in the process than what it turns out looking like. Like, I really love yeah. to just do it. Um, yeah. And I love to show other people how to do things if they want to know how to do things. And I know how to do a lot of things. Now, I don't know how to do a lot of them very well. <laughs> <laughs> but that doesn't stop me because I really do enjoy just knowing enough. Like, I'll just pull up, like, if I want to do stained glass, I have stuff to do stained glass. I can't, rem- I couldn't tell y'all right now. I, got, I can't remember. I've right. done it in like a year and a half, but I can pull up YouTube and be like, "Oh yeah, okay," and get all the stuff out, and then make really crappy stained glass, and it's <laughs> super fun, <laughs> and and so. But I really like do just the doing of it. So for me, it's more about it's a rec- it's like a thing that I need to do, um, and I like doing it with other people. I like doing it by myself, but I really enjoy the process. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I can mm-hmm. resonate a lot with that because being a musician, I find myself enjoying the creative process of whether it's starting a song or recording music. Um, I actually like the process of it more than I like uh the finished product a yeah. lot of times. The finished product is what stresses me out more. Me too. Because uh, I'm like,
3: that, that's crappy. That's not what I had in my head. Yeah. You know, and I'm not saying y'all stuff Y'all stuff is awesome. But I think, for me, I usually am not a fan of what is coming out. But I mm. don't really care. You know, because it's like... I so, don't like it I don't care if you, yeah. don't, you know what I mean It doesn't mm-hmm. bother Like I, that's why I think A lot of my friends That are amazing artists Like way way better artists Than me As far as what they produce I'll be like You should paint in church They're like no way Like they do not yeah. You know I think for them Maybe they're more capable Of getting out What's in their head Than I am So for me I'm like wow, ah, Whatever You know <laughs> I mean so it's For me I'm enjoying That process So I can worship While I'm doing it But that is right. not How every artist feels Right And there's nothing Wrong with that Like yeah. that is But it is a, I think artists have kind of different facets of what they're doing that is the most fun for them you know and for me it's just like like i like to go up there and have no idea what i'm about to do that is yeah. the most fun uh, you no, know it's because totally know. exciting yeah because totally it's like exciting. who knows what will happen i have
2: no idea yeah. well, i'm wanted, the one holding the brush you know so i don't know i wanted you to talk about that for those that don't know uh amy will paint during our services mm-hmm. and so she'll go up there with a blank canvas. And then just throughout the service, she's sitting up there painting through the music, through yep. <laughs> the prayer for the offering, the sermon, everything. And so, I just wanted to hear you talk a little bit about what is it like to be up there and it be is doing it. So What's awesome. going through your head? Yeah, just maybe just describe that a little bit if you can. Well,
3: it's like it's like singing. It feels the same as singing. Like it's very awesome. You sing as well on Sunday mornings. Some, yeah, yeah. sometimes. And but I, it feels like singing because it's like you don't quite know what's going to happen. Like you might have, I might have a general idea of like, I'm taking orange today, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but like, I, I really like not knowing. Um, even if I, sometimes I have looked some things up. Like when I did the angel with his crazy hair, Oh yeah. you know, I had a guy's face I'd picked out. Like I knew, cause I knew what I was going to, I knew I want to paint an angel. So I I like would look up black and white photos online and kind of have a facial structure to kind of, pull from, but, like, I didn't know he was going to have roses on his hair. I had no idea. You know, like, I didn't... I like not planning, because I like to feel the Holy Spirit moving, and then it just becomes whatever it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And and it's not always good. Like, but I know that. I'm okay with that. Like, I I know that it's it's just mediocre, but it, I had a real good time. <laughs> and so, <laughs> it's okay. You know, like, it just makes it... It just is, is a worship. It's worship. Yeah. Well,
1: just so you know, like, I don't think any of us could pick out any that you would be referring to as not being good. I think we think they're I all can good. show
3: you all of them there if you'd <laughs> like me to take you through <laughs> well, after we're done talking.
1: There are definitely some that I would say are, are my favorites. One of my all time uh, favorites uh, was in that same series of paintings. It's the angel appearing to the shepherds. Mm. I love that. Pinion loved that one. Yeah. yeah. I
0: Wait, which one is that? Yeah. Is it's, that the what was the one with the? Is that the one you were that's turning? That's the about one earlier? she was it's talking light, about. Yeah, they were like light bulbs or something. Oh, like that's
3: that? the angel with it. he's got like ru- he's got flowers on his hair. Yeah, I love that. I liked him too. I d- I really did like him because I feel like I liked it because I was like, you know, we're all in heaven. And we're not going to have all these like like <laughs> we're like cul- our culture will change, and so right. I think it will be interesting to see how people dress and what I don't know how it is. I don't know if mm. we're like I
2: think it's silk you're pants.
3: all you, we all have assigned silk pants. Yeah, we all have assigned <laughs> <yeah>. robes. <laughs> you know. <laughs> We have assigned dresses for the day or whatever. But, like, I think, you know, I mean, it'll just be more, like, free and wild and, yeah, you know, and so well, he might want flowers in his hair. It's
2: okay. It's so interesting hearing you earlier talk about how you love the Old Testament and you oh, love yeah. prophetic imagery. Because I know there are some people that they get to that and they're like, ugh, what is going on? Like, skip over this or this is weird. I'm not, I don't like this. Let's go with the Proverbs, you know, whatever yeah, it may yeah. be. But I think for you, I think being an artist and seeing the weirdness of art, it kind of allows you to go into that with an appreciation and kind of a curiosity for what's going on. And I think that's so interesting.
3: And I don't think this is – I feel like this is true, okay? But I'm not sure this is true for everybody, but I feel like the language of the Holy Spirit and the language of God is really is imagination. And maybe that's not true for everybody, but I think for me – that's why I can read books that have very dark things, but I, but then good wins. And I'm like, I just love it. Cause mm. I'm like, th- things are very dark, you know, and like, and good wins. And so it's just like an affirmation of the deeper reality that we're actually living in. It's not, you know, and so I love all that crazy stuff. Cause I just think it's, it's yeah. just like it stirs me up where I'm like, I have no idea what that means, you yeah. know? <laughs> what? Uh, John, I love it, but they said purple. You know, so it's just... Jonathan, you would be
2: it. able to explain this better than mm. I would. What is the Tolkien quote, or when someone basically says, like, Tolkien is Lord of the Rings, like, is it a symbol for the gospel or is it a symbol for the christian story do you do you know what i'm talking about what I, she said just reminded right, me of that. i don't
1: remember the exact quote you're talking about he talks uh, he hates allegory
2: yes that's it
1: um so like uh, uh if you think like cs lewis chronicles of narnia is like straight allegory to uh, to a heavy extent
2: Yeah, you mm-hmm. know uh,
1: i mean aslan is very much a christ figure all that and so Uh, Tolkien despises allegory, like people trying to say that this character represents this in his story or this represents that, whether they're doing it with Christianity or whether they're doing it with culture at large. So, I mean, like the ring in Lord of the Rings by a lot of people has been theorized to be the atomic bomb and it's all about World Mm. War II and that kind of thing. Um, Whereas Tolkien very much more sees myth or which, which... he's not even using in the exact same way we typically use the word he doesn't mean that to mean something not true Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. just like mythic story he thinks it's a vehicle for communicating truth yeah i Um, totally the world's
2: the world's true story
1: yes yeah yeah and so like that's
3: why and i think that's why everyone's so drawn to it because we all know like hey if touches like this chord in us where we're like that's that's true. Right. You know, that's, we we that's re- we're, yeah. like we're afraid to believe it, but we know on some level that part of this is yes. touching truth. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's
1: it's communicating like and that's what myths are designed to do like from all cultures that ha- all, all cultures have a mythos. And this is why Tolkien wrote uh, Lord of the Rings was he, he bemoaned the fact that England didn't really, I mean, other than Arthur, which is really this hodgepodge thing they borrowed from other cultures. Sorry, England. Um, but uh, <laughs> but it, it, he didn't feel like England had its own mythos, and that, that's the reason he wanted to, to write it. But he, he played a big role in Lewis C.S. Lewis coming to faith, and a lot of it was their conversations about myth and him pressing Lewis on basically the story of Christ being the true myth like it, it's the myth that's true it's the it's the story in which all other stories uh like like if all these other stories are echoing a reality or th- the reason they resonate with us is something in them is true yeah. then there's an ultimate story that is actual reality and truth, right. and, and, that, and that's what he kind of would would point at and talk yeah. about mm-hmm. and and i think that art does that right, right, right. like whether yeah. you're talking about the visual art uh poetry uh, song music what, whatever is it grabs something in us that we can't necessarily put really specific words to but it it, it resonates yeah there's something true that, that yeah. resonates there with us and 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 visual art to a large extent i think does that with beauty
3: yeah. And I think if it's even, uh, especially good, if it's slightly disturbing or mm. slightly, I don't mm. mean in a, in a dark yucky way, but I mean like where you're like, huh, what is that? You know, yeah. where it, it's like you're being talked to Yeah, and mm. it's not just sweet. Like I'm, you know what I'm saying? So, cause beauty is, beauty is important, but beauty is one piece. Sure. Sure. It's sure. It's gotta have some strength to it too, or it's kind of flat to me
1: yeah. yeah no absolutely and i didn't mean sorry i didn't mean by beauty like uh just uh aesthetically pleasing or or cute like yeah. you referring to yeah. like the the cute art that's that's not what i meant I, I meant beauty in the sense of like a truth maybe yeah. a better word yeah. like it's it's I speaking agree to something deep that yeah. resonates within the person mm-hmm. you know so mm. um how uh well, uh, I, I guess we, we've we already talked about... I was about to ask a question. I think yeah. we've already talked about I got so a question. If you okay, could, go ahead. You go one. ahead. No,
2: you, you're good. I was just going to ask, I know you you spoke about some that wouldn't be comfortable as an artist getting up on Sunday morning and, yeah. and painting or sculpting or doing whatever, um, but how would you encourage other artists, whatever form it takes, to uh, be involved in the arts at Shades Valley?
3: Mm. Well, and I think COVID is kind of impacting that Mm -hmm. um but our style but i would love like in the past i've done art events um where we have a lot of artists bring things and we create like an environment for people just to walk through and really get a chance to spend time with their art and so i love that um i would i'd love to do like art shows where it you know you've got people who happen to be Christians making art, that the art doesn't have to be Christian art, you know, because we know yeah. I hate that anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> T-
1: Tolkien would agree with you.
3: Because it just, I'm like, you don't have to yeah. just put it on a T-shirt for it to be true. Like, right. that doesn't make it more true. But I think giving space for people to make whatever they make, whatever they like to make, and have a, a place where people who appreciate their what they're trying to do come and and be a part of it is important, but on your own, like just if you're at home making art, like just pray while you're doing it, like be on your own, you know, like take time because I think it matters. Like we, each of us have things we can do, whether we're artsy or not. And, and there's a certain, you know, we're the only one of us. And so if you feel like you want to make a thing, maybe you need to. You know, maybe you should and like treat it with some level of priority, which is what I'm trying to learn to do in my own life. I'm not great at this at all. Mm. But I think taking the time to make that matter is really important. And, and one of the one you know, thing that maybe some of us have kind of had a chance to think through during COVID is to take a step back and be like, what am I doing with my time?
2: Mm.
3: You know, <laughs> why am I wasting so much time? Um, mm. and, and make time
0: for stuff like that. Yeah, stewardship. Of the gifts that, that God has yeah. given us. Yeah, and it's hard, you yeah.
3: know, because life, it gets hard, and, and things get busy, and whatever, but I think it matters.
0: Mm.
1: That's, I, I, I resonate with that so much, and unfortunately, I think that what I have done with my time in COVID is just, Fill it with additional television shows. Um, <laughs> stop it. Confession. No, it.
3: Confession. no we've done the same thing. No,
1: no, but that's it's beautiful and such a great word of encouragement. I think because I mean we talk about sometimes how the church and and by that I mean like more kind of Protestant Western church really uh, has kind of lost a lot of its connection mm-hmm. with with the arts. You know, um, so I guess just kind of to wrap up the conversation, what, uh, what's one thing that you wish like the church, uh, understood better about the arts or embraced more about
3: the arts? Hmm. I just think that it, it it should have a place of higher priority Mm. because Mm. I think that it's a form of worship, but Mm. in, in the Western church, we kind of view worship as like, this is the time when we sing, you know? Right and and that's i love singing like i love i love music and all that and i think that's very important but i think that it is unreasonable and kind of silly for and i think y'all all feel the same way it's like to assume that's that's the way we got to do it you know and i think making space in in you know, even when we're in there for people to be creating while it, while things are happening and to have a space where we maybe can show what people created if they want to show it you know because it encourages people people love that mm-hmm. even even though the artists really hate what they make <laughs> 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 people like it you know I mean I think it for other people it can be a really good thing so
2: well it's a good thing for the artist to hear like oh I hate this but oh look what God has done with this piece in yeah. this person's life like what I do does matter and there is beauty here even when I think it's yeah. horrific yeah <laughs> and all i can see is my own failure or yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah
1: yeah i mean one of the things that i absolutely love is uh, probably half if not more than half of what's hanging in my office is art that's been birthed out of the body mm-hmm. of shades and then i mean we even have some pieces holly and i have some pieces like in our house that's you awesome know? and it's 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 just so cool to everywhere i look like there are literal physical testimonies From the people uh, in in the community, I get to be a part of, like that are just reminding me of truth. Uh, It reminds me of people, of stories, Mm -hmm. of what God's done in people's life, and it's just like, like the art itself is amazing and beautiful. But I think when when it's done on a local community level, it becomes even bigger than the piece. Yeah,
3: it's it's like a little shadow or a glimmer of the bigger, the bigger reality.
1: That's awesome. Well, I mean, thank you so much. Thanks for asking me. This for, was fun. Yes. Yes. Join us and, and we promise we won't we won't bleep out too many things. Or maybe, you do whatever maybe you we'll, we'll do. bleep out even more. Like we'll just pick out <laughs> random words and, and people will be like, man Exactly. <laughs> what is yeah, she maybe doing? More people will listen. <laughs> if it has a,
2: if it has an explicit <laughs> sign next to <laughs> <in> the podcast. <laughs> Finally uh, get some attention. Oh, that's um, funny. Hey, well, this has been lovely, and this has been another episode of Shades Midway. Thanks for